0: This is the fastest way to heal your relationship with food and your body. You must take on the identity of someone who has a healed relationship with food and the body. Welcome to the Thriving Mom podcast, where we invite mothers and mothers at heart to think outside the conventional beliefs about motherhood, nutrition, and raising healthy kids. I'm your host, Uime Oguta, recovering perfectionist and non-diet nutrition counselor, On a mission to help smart women like you find food and body freedom through intuitive eating, self-care, and mindful practices that will leave you kicking balance to the curb, stop surviving, and start thriving in the beautiful chaos that is motherhood. Are you ready, mama? Let's journey together. Hello, Thriving Moms. Welcome to another podcast episode. How are you? So we're talking about clean thinking today, but first I want to tell you a story. (laughs) So earlier this year, our house or the walkway between our garage and our living room was smelling so bad and I couldn't figure out why. And then this had been going on for like two weeks. One day I walked past the garage and I realized that the bag of food waste that I had placed there because I was taking it to the compost bin had leaked some juice and I hadn't cleaned it up. Frankly, I would planned to do it, but you know how that works. You forget. And of course... When that happened, I just thought, you know what? I'm going to sprinkle some baking soda to absorb the smell until I can get around to cleaning it. Nothing worked. First of all, I didn't even know where the smell was coming from. So I just assumed that maybe it was someone's boots. And the funny thing was, I was the only one who was smelling it. Like nobody else in my house, they were like, I can't smell anything. (laughs) Anyway, I decided, you know what? I'm just going to go turn on the light, take a look at the floor and see what's happening and wouldn't you know there was like a shiny little spot right by the door where some of the juice from the compost had leaked so I cleaned it up and that fixed it and I'm telling this story because sometimes I feel like trying to heal your relationship with food and your body can feel that way it's like if you're not cleaning your mind trash properly things still feel stinky and that's why I'm talking about a concept today that I call clean thinking. I'm going to teach you a process that's going to help you heal your relationship with food faster and with bigger impacts. One of the things that I notice when moms come to do this work is that either many of them have been on diets or any form of food restriction or maybe they're struggling with feeding their kids. And what I often see is that we come into this work with the same mindset I went through that as well. So the same thoughts that we've used to build up a negative experience with food, the same thoughts that the world is telling us, especially diet culture, these are the thoughts that we bring into the work of healing our relationship with food using a non-diet process. We don't pay attention to those thoughts and we forget that those drive our actions. And I'm not saying that it's something that we're taught, so, but don't think that this is something that you should know. But I'm just saying that this is the work that I do. So when my clients come in, the first thing we do is really focus on that mindset piece. Like we go in and we start uprooting stuff (laughs) and just breaking stuff down. And then once we've cleaned out the trash, we then focus on building a foundation that's going to help them have impact and sustainable change. And that's where clean thinking comes in. So clean thinking is just intentionally thinking thoughts that serve you to create food and body freedom for yourself. So before I talk about how to do the process, I want to talk about how this shows up so that you can also notice in your own life and see where this might be happening and then know what to do and how to change things so that you can clean your own stinky juice. While I go into detail in my program Thrive, I'm going to just share something that everyone can relate to. The way this shows up for you is maybe you speak to yourself in an unkind way. You're kind of hard on yourself when you don't exercise or eat like you said you would. Sometimes you might find yourself exercising intently, right, to make up for the food you're eating. Or when you find yourself eating something that you consider unhealthy, unhealthy here in quotes, you try to make excuses, oh, I'm allowed to eat this because I had vegetables today. It's almost like you're justifying your choice of food. All these happen because we think we will always struggle with food, no matter what we do. And it's never going to go away until you focus on the thoughts and clean them up. So for many of you, you might think, well, in order for me to clean the thoughts, I need to just start reciting some positive mantras. But that to me is like pouring baking soda on the stinky juice that I talked about. You think it's going to work and it might initially, but the foundation still isn't cleaned up. And this is why I recommend working with a coach. If you find yourself doing this work and you keep feeling stuck or feeling like nothing's working, coaching will help you see your brain's way of thinking and how it tries to hide. And then it's going to open up an opportunity for you to be able to notice and really work on what matters. So when it comes to your relationship with food and your body, what you think about yourself matters way more than the food or your body size and right now a lot of us focused on eating the right kinds of foods or looking socially acceptable which is right now being thin having thick hips and boobs so what i'm inviting you to do is focus instead on who you're becoming clean thinking requires that you get rid of those thoughts all the expectations and have tos Because these are the things that we've brought in from diet culture and they don't serve us. Clean thinking requires you to get rid of all of that and focus on who you're becoming. And this means you get to take full responsibility for the things that you can control, which are your thoughts, your feelings, and the way you engage with food and your body. This is the fastest way to heal your relationship with food and your body. You must take on the identity of someone who has a healed relationship with food and the body. Yes, that might not be your reality, but in order to become her, you have to start thinking and aligning your thought processes, aligning your feelings and your actions with her. So I talk about the power of self-image in episode 73. The title is who you're becoming on your food and body freedom journey. I'll also put a link in the show notes so you can have access to that podcast episode. So one thing I see with moms is that we focus so much on what's happening right now. So they notice, well, I'm not eating the way I thought I would eat. I'm not moving the way I thought I would move. And they make that mean that things are never going to change. But when you're doing this and focusing on how terrible you are and how much you're feeling right now, guess what you're not doing? You're not noticing the thoughts. You're not noticing the beliefs that are contributing to the feelings that you have that are leading to the actions that are keeping you stuck right now. So it's almost like you're just focused on this target and that target is I'm not doing well. I'm not getting it right. It's not working. And if your brain is spending all that energy focusing on all the things you didn't do and all the ways you failed, you do not have the mental capacity or even the space to actually focus on "Hmm, what are the thoughts that are leading to this? What are the feelings that are contributing to this? Which is exactly where your power lies. Because if you can figure that out, then you'll know what to do. I think we've talked enough about that. Let's notice what can we do. First, just paying attention that you have so much clutter going on. There's so much mind chatter. You start thinking about how do I quiet the noise? And I talk about this a lot with my clients because there's so much going on as moms, you know, I'm thinking about how to be a good mom, again, good mom in quote, what do I need to do to feed my kids properly? How do I show up in my relationship? How do I do my work? Like there's so much going on and we need to create room and space for ourselves to quiet down. So when you feel yourself feeling like you need to do more, you need to start controlling things, that is an indication that the mind chatter is way too much. So you get into a space where you create safety for your body by recognizing that you are in charge. You are a woman who has a healthy relationship with food and her body. You are responsible. And you can address this. And once you do that, your brain, just like a toddler, will be like, Okay, she's in control. I can calm down. Nothing has gone wrong. So let's talk about some practical steps that you can take. First, fuel your belief that you have all you need to succeed and what's the feeling that's going to create this belief It's feeling sufficient it's feeling content in your own ability right now not for tomorrow not for yesterday but right now in this moment we have capacity we have the ability and we have all we need second you want to practice mindfulness this is all about bringing your awareness and presence to your everyday engagement with food and your body. When you're eating, are you looking at the food? Where are your ears? Are you paying attention to what's happening? Your sense of smell, your touch, your taste. You're also paying attention to how you talk to yourself when you don't eat or move in the way that you planned. Next, you're going to create space for all your emotions. I know emotions are not really fun to talk about, and that's okay but if you're able to master them and be in charge and really know how to work with them you're gonna have so much fun <laughs> on your journey I promise and I think this is always the surprising part for my clients because we do have a module on how to process emotions and how to work with them and once they get this it's like things start to move most times we don't even need to talk about food because all of a sudden things start to click and they know what to do Remember, you already have what you need to succeed. Sometimes you might just need someone to direct your brain in the direction that you need to be going. Next, you want to focus on the long game and your goal. And this is about focusing on who you are becoming. So when you feel yourself struggling, you can think about the future you who is no longer maybe trying to control herself around a bag of chips. And be like, what would she think in this moment? How would she be feeling? And then let that guide you. And finally, you really wanna get scrappy and be willing to stay curious. I think that curiosity is an emotion that a lot of us don't pay attention to, but it's so powerful. I remind my clients all the time to be curious observers because curiosity helps you stay in a place of being open minded, it helps you look at things without judgment. It helps you listen and pay attention. And that is very powerful. So you might hear all of that and you're like, okay, well, I've been doing so many things, but how do I continue and start thinking in a clean way? And I want you to know that this is not about finding more things to add to your to-do list. Rather, the why I created this concept is so that when you notice your brain, You can ask yourself, am I in clean thinking right now or am I in dirty thinking? Simple, right? You don't need a reminder. You can just stop yourself and ask yourself, am I in clean thinking mode? And if not, how can I switch things up? So I'm going to just share a few things that I noticed that keep so many of us from clean thinking. And the first thing is just this lack of belief in ourselves. And I think it's so normal because as people who are conditioned and socialized as women, We're not taught to trust ourselves. We're taught that the solutions to our problems are always outside of us. On Google, your mom, your spouse or partner, maybe the doctor, and your boss. So this requires you taking full responsibility and trusting that you know what you need. Another thing is this fear of getting things wrong. So so many of us coming from diet culture, we've been taught black and white thinking. So we think I need to get it all right. And if I don't, that means I'm failing. But if you've got your clean thinking hat on, you're like, mm, that's interesting. Why did I eat a whole bowl of ice cream when I only wanted one scoop? So that's where that curiosity comes in. And then you can figure out maybe you were tired. Maybe you hadn't eaten all day. And then you can start to decide ahead of time to take care of yourself. The next thing is just this ping-ponging belief. If you've ever played ping-pong, you know the ball just goes back and forth. And yes, when you're healing your relationship with food, especially those first few experiences, it feels like you're in this space where I call the awkward in-between. You know you no longer want to be on a diet. You're very clear about that. But you're not sure where you stand. And then you start going back and forth. Maybe I don't need to do this. Maybe I should just go back on the diet. And this is where it helps to have coaching because a coach will help you stop spinning and confusion and overwhelm. Your coach can notice what's happening and they can tell you and help you watch your brain. It's like we're going through a coaching session. I remember two weeks ago we were talking and right now one of my clients, she's very solution focused. So it's almost like she gets it and then she's like, okay, so what do I do? So we had coached, I can't remember what we're coaching through. But she got a huge breakthrough and right away her brain was like, okay, so what do we do? But she noticed it. And it was so funny because she was like, oh, now I get what you're saying. But she wouldn't have noticed that if she hadn't brought that up in our coaching session. I kind of think about it like when you're teaching your child how to ride a bike, some children will use training wheels, other children, parents will hold the back or both. So you as the parent, you'll support your child by just holding that and them knowing that you're there gives them that courage to be able to try. But over time, you start letting go, gentler and gentler, and they will be writing in no time. Not that I'm saying that my clients are kids. No. What I'm saying is this is the only example (laughs) that comes to mind right now I think most of you can relate to because you're moms and you're probably going to experience this or maybe you have. So you know what it feels like to hold belief for something to happen. Another thing that I notice is that we need results. Almost like we're in this space where we want to see the evidence before we believe. So we might think, well, I want to be able to notice my hunger and fullness cues first. I want to be able to move five minutes consistently first before I believe. But what I want to offer is that belief comes first. Otherwise, you're always going to be focusing on things that aren't working. And again, if that's where you're focused on, you are not noticing and you're in dirty thinking. You're not in clean thinking. So I'm going to give another example. If you think, well, I need to notice my hunger and fullness cues first. What kind of feeling do you think you'll have? Maybe despair. You might feel anxious. You might feel desperate. And how is that going to help you to notice your hunger and fullness cues? Probably not. But if you believed that you could feel your hunger and fullness cues now. Maybe you're not confident, but can you stay curious? And if you're curious, what do you do? You pay attention when you're eating, you're being mindful. And then you can take all the actions you need to take that'll help you start to notice. So again, these are very subtle, but very impactful if we just adopt and start to pay attention to our brain and the way we're thinking. So before I go... I just want you to take a moment, imagine yourself having a healthy relationship with food and your body. How does that version of you think? How does she feel? How does she act without requiring things to change? What is she doing right now that you're not and why? That's the key to the puzzle, my friends. Become that woman, even though it feels so out of reach. Take yourself there and see what you can do today to help you get one step closer. I promise you, clean thinking is going to help you get there faster. All right, my friends, I hope you have a beautiful week ahead. And as always, keep thriving. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, you've got to check out my free food freedom guide because it gives you practical steps you can take to let go of dieting, stop obsessing about food, and eat in a way that you enjoy get your food freedom guide at oliveandbliss.ca slash food freedom. And if you'd like to learn more about me and how I can support you to make peace with food and your body, then head on over to oliveandbliss.ca. I'm always rooting for you, my friend. Until next time, keep thriving.